Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Hello and good morning. Weekend is almost here, and the Buck Baloo Show's on the air here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Let them wow you, fastest and easiest way to shop online up in my neck of the woods. DT ready to roll. We've got the whole gang here as we get it started. I'm ready, man. Let's go. Bucks. Big take. The talk of the coffee shop this morning was Lamar Jackson. Most everyone wants to know why the Falcons say they are not interested in Lamar. Know this. The Ravens plan on matching any reasonable offer that Lamar gets from the other teams. Unless, there's always that, right? Unless... Lamar gets an offer that includes a bunch of a boatload of guaranteed money. In that case, the Ravens will let him go. As far as teams being reluctant to jump in because they are unwilling to give up two first-round picks, that's absurd. The draft pick compensation would be significantly lower than what the Browns gave up to get Deshaun Watson. To get Lamar a team would have to give up two first-round picks. To get Deshaun, the Browns gave up three first-round picks, a third-rounder, and two fourth-round picks. That's a total of six. They gave up six picks to get Deshaun Watson. The big issue here is the guaranteed money. The owners are deathly afraid of going down that road. Guaranteed money. Is there some collusion going on? Believe it. Absolutely there is. Should the Falcons kick the tires on Lamar Jackson? Absolutely they should. Lamar Jackson is light years better than what the Falcons have right now in Desmond Ritter. And there's the big take today. As we get it started. So a lot of conversation going on about Lamar Jackson all over this great country. A lot of teams out there desperate for excellent quarterback play. And that's what you're going to get with Lamar Jackson. One of the top quarterbacks in the game today. It's the guaranteed money is what the owners are freaking out about. And because of that, we've, we've got some collusion going on behind the scenes. And will the Falcons kick the tires on Lamar Jackson? I believe they will. Behind the scenes, regardless of what they're telling Diana Rossini, they're going to kick the tires on Lamar Jackson. That is if they're trying to win. 
That's what made that uh, report coming out just, what was that, Tuesday now, I guess. Almost immediately, it seemed like after the news came out that Lamar was tagged, it came out all these teams saying, no, 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 we're not interested. We're not interested. Yeah. For, but for Collusion! weeks, for weeks, we had heard that the Falcons were not only interested, they were, by some reports, were the primary team that was interested. And on other reports told us that talks were really, quote, ramping up at the combine. So I don't know what to believe but right now, Buck. Yeah, it's not the picks, the the two first-round picks. Teams oh, no. will give up two first-round picks to get Lamar heartbeat. Jackson. Yeah, those are gone. It's yeah. the guaranteed money. I mean, reportedly, the Ravens have offered Lamar Jackson $200 million already. But very little of it is guaranteed money. And One, that's what he's looking for. wonder if Lamar may have overestimated his market just a little bit. Uh, he probably didn't consider there would be collusion going on. It doesn't help it if that's yeah. if that's the case. And I totally believe that's happening out there. All right, let's uh, let's see what's popping. We hadn't done that in a while. Let's find out what's popping. All right, so we got the first round of the players going on now. Know this: Woo! the last two years, the winner, the winning score has been fourteen under and thirteen under. So the chances are that's going to be the magic number somewhere in that area. And so you need to get off to a pretty good start. Looking at the big three who are playing together, the guys that are fighting for that number one player in the world tag, you got John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, and Scotty Scheffler. Right now, Rahm even through six. He's one under now, Buck. We just one saw him. Under, he, okay. he barely got it on that 17th green. I guess he started on the back, but he just put All it right. on 17. Fairly safe. So uh, one under through seven. See, that's tough when you're trying to get ready to do the show. Uh, you can't be monitoring every single shot. So Rom one under through seven. Now Rory was two over through six. What'd he do on the par five? Oh, no. I've, I'm not sure. What? Scheffler even through six. I'm not sure. He is now still even hitting it on 17. So the best players in the world are um, closing in on making the turn. Yeah, Hayden Buckley is the story right now, Buck. He's leading the tournament at five under par with a, with a hole-in-one on yeah. 17. Well, that's awesome. You know, I you know, hear these folks doing the sports blast, and, you know, they're going – uh, Big-time news on a, a no-name guy that's leading the tournament six holes in. I, I sort of overlooked that. So you're not you're not guessing yeah, not Buckley really will in, be at the yeah, top? Yeah, I'm, not, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Buckley's not going to be. I sort of like his last name, though. I sort of like the last name. But it looks like it's a great day down in Jacksonville, in Padam Vidra. I used to live down there for a little bit. Yeah, right now, Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa with the first names that stick out. They're two under par right now. Yeah, keep an eye on those two. Keep an eye on those two. Uh, Morikawa, sort of a long shot. Because he is, uh, he's been a little loose off the tee lately. 16 holes with water on it down at TPC Sawgrass. So that can slow you down trying to write down a... a Low number. Cantlay, he's missed three consecutive cuts at the players. So, yeah, there's some more on that. Anyway, totally obsessed with this. PGA Tour, I'm all in. Go ahead and count. Baloo is all in. 
And looking forward to the Chili Dip Open coming up Friday at my home course. I love it when we're playing tournaments on my home course. Bears Best, Atlanta. It's really swanee. But they use Atlanta. They've got one out in Vegas, too, if you're going to head out there. That's a great course out west, out in Las Vegas. So check that out. All right, Hawks getting a win last night. Uh, Hawks, uh, 122-120 over the Wizards. And I had said after the loss a couple of days ago, I was off the bandwagon. I was back watching him again last night. A little tough to pull away. Right now, we even the record 33-33. and 33. We're the eighth seed in the East. And how about Trey Young? I know he gets kicked around a lot in this town. Uh, not a lot by me, but I hear some other uh, radio hosts taking some shots at him. He only missed three shots last night from the floor. 11 of 14 from the floor. And when the Wizards were trying to pull away late in the game, knocking down some big shots, Trey came right back down the court, and he was knocking down big shots. We controlled Beal a little bit better, and uh, Hawks able to get a win last night. SEC tournament. Now, I had to stay up late watching my Georgia Bulldogs go down to LSU, 72-67. Bulldogs finish the year 16-16. and Coach White, his first year now complete. So frustrating. So frustrating watching Bulldog basketball. They lose to a team that had won two SEC games all season long. Talk about frustrating. LSU moves on to play Vandy in the late game tonight. And typically, we don't talk a lot of Yankee sports on the Buck Baloo show. We're more of a uh, Deep South sports show here in Atlanta. But I'll, I'll go Yankee sports here just for a moment. Jimmy Bayheim retiring up at Syracuse. And what an awesome run. 47-year run at Syracuse as the head coach. 47 years. My goodness. Talk about an unbelievable run. Took over way back in 1976. I think Domino was, was just a middle schooler when he took over way back when. His final record, uh, he won 1,015 games, lost 441. Let me do the math for you. He won just under 70% of the time, putting it in the win column. He was a little ornery, no question about it. Just ask my old partner, Ken Cade. <laughs> He's got a great... Story about uh, he he approached Jimmy Bayheim at one of these charity golf tournaments. He was on the putting green, and Kincaid went up and assaulted him about coming on, doing the show, wanting to talk about Temple and Syracuse, and Bayheim blew him off. Kincaid's never forgiven him for that. But yeah, I'll agree, a little ornery through the years. Seventy-eight years young, Jimmy Bayheim stepping away. And uh, what else is popping? Hey, it's my uh, 21st wedding anniversary today. Hey, all right. Congratulations, bud. I want to thank Kelly Hubbard giving me the best years of my life as we celebrate year number 21 today. And that's what's popping out there. Coming up a little later in the show, 
We're going to go back and uh, give you a, another dose of the entertainment report. So looking forward to that. A lot, of, a lot of good stories with the entertainment report today. Let me just throw out a couple of names here. Uh, John Morant. Tiger Woods is a bachelor again. And wait until you hear how that happened. And then Michael Irvin and Calvin Ridley, all with really entertaining stories that they've got circulating right now. Coming back on the other side, we're going to chop it up, talk a little Atlanta Braves. We've got a top five lined up. And we'll get into some Auburn football. Got the name of a player that I'm expecting to have a breakout season. And you saw him play a little bit last season. Way better this year. And it's because of the coaching. It's the Buck Palou Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Six eighty and ninety three seven. Thanks so much for hanging out Monday through Friday, ten to eleven. And I'm excited, man. Looks like that rain might be gone by uh, tomorrow at noon. So that means we're going to tee it up in the 2023 Chili Dip Open at Bears Best Atlanta. Now the event is sold out. The staff is busy in preparation of getting everything set up. And we wanted to thank some of our great sponsors. Tito's Handmade Vodka. There'll be some of the boys diving into that, no doubt. The Color Spot. Hennessy, Jaguar, Land Rover, Gwinnett. Entry Point. Windows and Doors. The Haug Baron Law Group. Corona Beer. Guffey's Menswear of Atlanta since 1963. Dressing Atlanta men sharp for decades. Kroger. Anderson Power Services. Just some of the sponsors stepping up for our big tournament coming up tomorrow. And fingers crossed on the weather. Let's get this rain on through today, overnight, and then out early in the morning, what? and then we're able to tee it up at noon. What's the, uh, what's the scheduled tee time? Is it noon, Buck? Uh, can you double-check that? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm asking you. Well, I'm I'm doing the show out there tomorrow, so oh okay, yeah, I'll be there early. Oh, okay, nice. Well, I'm just I'm just worried about you know if they might have to have a delayed start or anything like that, or hopefully we'll we'll be ready to go on time. Yeah, I, I just know I've got to be there early, getting ready for the show. Are you playing? Uh, I haven't been told that, so no, I I, I figure I'm I'll be right here, but well, that's disappointing. Yeah, it is. Now, from a show perspective, it's a good thing. We need you, you know, running things for the Buck Belushi. Yeah, we'll 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 keep it we'll keep it keep it all good right back here in the studio. I'm a little jealous that I don't get to go out to that 
beautiful golf course, but that's okay. <clears throat> now, uh, what are they calling those pants now you're seeing some of these guys wear on the PGA Tour? I don't know. I call them capris, but I think some folks call them joggers. Yeah, the joggers. Yeah. And now I'm debating whether to go with the joggers tomorrow. Well, just if, you, if you're asking, it doesn't sound like you're necessarily asking my opinion. My opinion is to leave those to the folks that are jogging. It's either that or the white pants. I mean, the white pants are usually a, a good call, except it might be a little, a little, little soggy, a little muddy. Right? I think. That might. That, it's not always a great call to go with the white pants when you. Well, this time of the year, I'm reluctant to go with the shorts because of the white legs. <laughs> not enough. Yes, I, I mean, realized that the other day. The first time I wore shorts, up, uh, I noticed that. All right, let's talk a little, uh, little Atlanta Braves, man. For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. Yeah, let's chop it up, man. And I'll tell you one guy I'm really stoked about this season. Really excited about even being better than he was a year ago. And you look right now, I, I ran across this yesterday, was the uh, Braves rotation. One of the outlets out there had the Braves rotate. I mentioned this on the show. Rated number three in Major League Baseball. 30 teams. The Braves are number three with the rotation. Yankees one. Lousy stinking Mets two. And then we've got the Braves number three. Mets are a little top heavy with Scherzer and Verlander up top. Can they make it through the season getting 30 plus starts? I wonder about that. But uh, I tell you what, the guy I'm really uh, anxious to see more of, and I think he'll be better than he was a year ago, and last season he was really good, and that is Spencer Strider. He started a year ago in the bullpen. Remember that? Early in the year, coming out of the bullpen. Ended up getting 20 regular season starts. So he goes out of the 20 starts, he goes 11-5, and 2.67 ERA. People blown away with a fastball, especially the major league hitters trying to catch up to it. I mean, this guy's average velocity was 98.2 miles per hour. 98.2. That's where it was sitting at. Some days, he's hitting triple digits. Over 100 miles an hour. Talk about velocity. Spencer Strider has a lot of that. And uh, the next step for him... And I believe it's not asking too much. Is in his second year in the league, he's more comfortable, right? More comfortable in his own skin. More comfortable with the ball club. More comfortable with the league. The hitters he's going to face. He's been around the block once now. So he knows the, the landscape. Go deeper in the games. You know, there are a lot of times he's going five, maybe six. I'm thinking now, let's go seven. Let's put the goal for Spencer Strider to go out there and go seven innings in these games he's going to get a start in. He went uh, six innings or less 50% of the time. Find a way to get three more outs like uh, Freed and Wright were doing. Now, the stuff he was getting by a year ago with that devastating two-pitch combination. Now, 95% of the time, Spencer Strider was throwing that four-seamer 98 miles an hour. And then he would have the uh, slider as the two-pitch combination. The slider at 86, when he was on with that, that was pretty much unhittable. Because as a hitter, 
at this high a level. Now, I only got to double A playing minor league professional baseball. But when you've got to cheat to hit the fastball, it leaves you exposed to the slider because it looks like the fastball. And before you realize it, no, it's got some spin on it. You've already committed to hit the fastball. There's the slider. Go have a seat in the dugout. Now he's working on the changeup. Trying to develop that legitimate third pitch. And if he can develop that, you're going to see him going deeper into the games. And you're going to see Spencer Strider take the next step to stardom, I'm talking about. Go get him, 99. We're counting on you, brother. He's a gamer. I tell you, I'm so impressed with Spencer Strider. And there's some Braves talk for you. Hey, we're celebrating our 30th anniversary here at 680 The Fan and Harris Cherokee Casino. They are stepping up. We are uh, teaming up for a March Mania trip giveaway. You may have heard about it. And uh, Harris is offering a limited and deeply discounted room rate for fan listeners to come up and hang March 16th for the opening day of uh, the big college basketball tournament. A trip for two includes a two-night stay at Harris, a round of golf, Plus, you can come hang out with a 680 The Fan host around the sports book inside Cherokee, uh, Harris Cherokee Casino. To enter to win, visit our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. you got to be 21, a legal Georgia resident, and you've got to be registered before March 11th. The Fan, Generation Fan March Mania Extravaganza is brought to you by Corona Extra and Modelo. Especial. Did I say that right? Modelo Especial. All right, let's get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yes, sir The Top 5, baby. All right, now I turn the mic on. We'll remember to turn it off this time, Buck. Top well, 5. I heard some mumbling yeah, going on back there. Sometimes I forget I leave the microphone on, so I apologize. You better be careful to, with that. listening audience. I mean, that's the first thing that can get you fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not cursing or anything back yeah. there. You know, who, who knows? Might be talking up. bad about... <laughs> You know, one of the suits. Oh, no, we love all those weasels over there. All right, Buck, top five. What is your best guess on what a team does, on which team might do a deal with the Chicago Bears? They've been talking about shopping this number one pick, Buck. Who's the most likely NFL team to move up there, number one? Well, look, obviously the Bears don't need a quarterback. They've got a young, talented quarterback. So Justin Fields firmly implanted there in Chicago. So no reason for them to keep the number one pick. There's some quarterback desperate teams out there. And I think the the Charlotte Panthers are the team that is most desperate to trade up and get that number one pick. Because if they sit there at number nine, I mean, they're not going to get an elite quarterback prospect sitting at nine. Now, the Texans at two, they can stay right where they are there at number two, whether the Bears move that pick or not. And they're going to get uh, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. 
So the Texans are in really good shape. They don't need to move up to number one. They can just sit at two and take one of the two elite quarterbacks in this draft. The Colts, a little bit of a shaky situation at four because there's a chance if they stayed at four that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud would already be off the board. So they're in a little of a, a precarious situation at four. I think the Panthers, uh, Charlotte's desperate. They, they don't have a legitimate quarterback. And if they stay at nine, they're probably not going to get one of these elite quarterback prospects. So I'm going to identify the Panthers as the team most likely to trade up, uh, give up all that capital to get up to number one. Yeah, I like your logic there, Buck. Makes a lot of sense. But we'll see. It never works out like we expect it to, right? We'll keep an eye on uh, yeah, we'll see about whether that. Chicago stays in that spot or not. All right, but Max Reed on the on the hill today for the Braves. A little split squad action. Man, he's, he's been awesome. He has, he Whoa, where would we have been the last three three years without Max uh, Reed? Probably wouldn't have been World Series champions, Buck. I can There's tell no you that. doubt. I can tell you that. Oh, still remember that game six. Oh, all right. Anyways, let's move on. So, with all that in mind, Buck. Why has Max Freed not been rewarded with a long-term deal we've seen so many other Braves get? Well, look, Anthopolis hadn't told me this, but my educated guess would be, and it's pretty obvious, they don't want to invest a market value contract. And Spotrack would say market value for Max Freed would be a six-year contract for $140 million. Deservedly so. The, the Braves don't want to invest that much money into a pitcher that is about to be 30 years old. And that's understandable as well. That's my theory on that. So now, he's been healthy. I mean, Max hadn't had any problems. Really. Um, Other than getting the flu last year. Though. Yeah, I mean, he has been tremendous. And I'm just blown away with his attitude. Remains good. He's not bitter. He's Love not Max angry. I don't you know, he's happy for these other guys that got the long-term deal. He's going to get paid. We know that. He's going to get paid. It just, just unfortunately might not, might be not necessarily be here in Atlanta. So let's enjoy Max Freed while we got him. And you never know, Buck. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that, of course. Um, so, Buck, a lot of talk about you. Know, you only get the uh, the one hour here, right? What would you do maybe with the Buck Baloo show if you had an, an extra hour or maybe just if you just had an extra hour in, period, uh, in general? Now, why would you put this in here? Well, hey. <laughs> we're, we're, because the, the I folks do get have this question a lot. The folks have asked, you know, because it's a short show, forty-two minutes, the quickest hour in us all the sports talk yeah. radio. Forty-two so wh- minutes of what content. What would you do if maybe you got an extra hour, Buck? Well, look, the one hour seems so rushed. We do jam it's a like lot. Like I am jumping on a treadmill, and it's already up to speed ten. So I would uh, have a little more fun. I would uh, have a few more topics. I would take more calls. I would have more guests. Well, you know, just in case we ever go down that road. Well, then we'll keep... Uh, yeah, that's intriguing for an, yet another hour. I mean, that makes show. sense, right? Yeah, more, absolutely. More fun, more topics, yeah, more we, calls, more guests. You got you to gotta jam a lot here in this one hour. Oh, man, we are sprinting. All right, but back to the NFL draft. The way you've seen these things, we got a lot of people moving up and down boards, especially after the combine. Who, in your opinion, here on the Buck Baloo Show, is the most overrated player going into this NFL draft? Anthony Richardson. I had a feeling you were going to go there, Buck. That's why. Yeah. I mean, seriously, did you see the guy play a year ago? So I did. I did. R A W. So raw. 
saw him incom- th- throw incompletions on like and 45% think, look, of his passes. I think passes. most of the media is to blame for, you know, blowing him up after the combine. It was impressive, Buck. Uh, he is but a again, physical that's specimen. Not football. A- that's absolutely. not football. Absolutely. You're not asking the quarterback to run a 40-yard dash. <laughs> no. Or to go out and see how high they can jump or how far they can jump or how far they can throw the football. Because in real football, a quarterback has got to uh, consistently make really good decisions, decisions. before the snap, after the snap. you got to be great in the pocket. You've got to be accurate with the football. You've got to be a leader. You know, Anthony Richardson is so raw at all of those things. And a small sample size on top of I think of the, the media is to blame. We can blame the media for most things, probably. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're, I mean, they these guys, a lot of guys in the media, they think it's like the, uh, you know, underwear Olympics, that if you, you know, can jump high and run fast, that you're gonna, it's going to make you a great quarterback. There's so many other qualities you have to have that, that he doesn't have yet. So I think, yeah, he's probably the most overrated player in the draft. Well, ultimately, it comes down to these general managers. We'll see... Uh, We'll see how overrated. Oh, we're going to see all right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And obviously kind of a project there. Oh, I, if, I, I, if I'm an NFL team, you're yeah, in Yeah, if I'm taking somebody up in early. the top of the right. first round, I'm looking for some impact. That's gonna be tough I don't want him sitting on the bench for three years developing. Yeah, he probably needs a little bit more developing time, Buck. All right, uh, Buck. You think? <laughs> so, moving on, finally, NBA. Uh, a nice win for the Hawks last night, but just back to three or back to 500. What's holding back these Atlanta Hawks? Because we see the talent, Buck. What's the deal? We're too small in the backcourt. I mean, we can't match up defensively. Uh, Trey's undersized, as you know. And then DeJounte like Murray. a big guy. He really. looks like he looks like Bryce Young out there. He's I mean, he skinny. can't be 160 pounds. But he's fun to watch, though. I love. No, him. he's a heck of a player, yeah. and I like the fact but we went right. and got him. But when not you a lot have, of size, not a lot of length. When you out have there. Trey and Dejounte Murray in the backcourt, you're getting pushed around defensively. You can't match up. You can't get stops, which seems to be a major problem. Well, there you go. Just one, one man's opinion. On six eighty, the fan, Atlanta's sports station, full of opinions on this show. And isn't that what sports talk radio is all about? See, in a one-hour show, you know, I can't do what is my favorite sandwich shop around town. I can't talk about movies with a one-hour show. What movie do you like? What do you think of Creed Three? There's just no time for that. I'm not really bothered by, by that, Buck. I like the sports we talk about. And I get a lot of people that, that say, uh, Blue, I like the show that you've got now because you're hitting all the top stories in one hour. It's really compacted. And I say, okay, well, good. I, I appreciate you liking the show. We've got no choice but to do that with 42 minutes. We've got to be buttoned up to be able to hit everything. Let's get to the round table. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far side line, 15-10, get in there, touchdown! 
Dog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, the Bulldogs basketball season over. So we can jump right into spring football, which is getting underway in a couple of days over in Athens. And there is going to be a huge uh, storyline. Storyline number one, the focus, the spotlight is going to be shining on that Georgia quarterback competition. Who takes Stetson Bennett's place? Now, it's going to be a long process. Now, right now, I've got a five-step process to determine who will replace Stetson Bennett as the Georgia Bulldogs' new quarterback. Five-step process. All right, step number one. You've got to impress the coaching staff and your teammates during spring football practice. You get 15 practices, including G-Day. you got to be impressive. Step number two, you gotta, you've got to look good on G-Day during the scrimmage. I mean, you could have really good 14 practices and be impressive with that. Then you get in front of the crowd that's going to show up, in front of a TV audience, and you have a bad day on G-Day. It's going to be tough to overcome that. So that is step number two. You got to look good on G-Day. Number three, step three. You've got to stick around during the summer, and you got to lead these workout sessions. The coach is not allowed to do that. They rely on the quarterback to be able to schedule the sessions with the receivers and running backs and tight ends where you go out and you throw and you work out on a consistent basis. you got to be one of the leaders organizing that summer workout session. Step number four of the process of earning the starting job at Georgia quarterback. You've got to come back at the end of the summer, and you've got to outperform the other quarterbacks you're competing with once the summer camp phase gets underway. And then in the process, step number five, when you do get on the field, when live bullets are flying, when the real games start, you've got to play well early in the season. And you've got to show the coaching staff, Mike Bobo, Kirby Smart. You've got to show your teammates, hey, this guy can help us win. So it's a five-step process for Carson Beck, Brock Vandegrift, Gunnar Stockton. Those three guys are competing to be QB1 at Georgia. And it's going to take checking the box on all five of these steps to win that quarterback job. And there's your Bulldog Roundtable. I do believe we've got time for a college football nugget. DT. Mmm, tasty. (laughs) Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Got some things going over at Auburn. They've already started spring football practice. They're going to take spring break off, though. But they're already underway, and they've got a quarterback competition going on there, too, under new head coach Hugh Freeze. And I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction on the Auburn quarterback situation. I'm going to have Robbie Ashford, who you got to see play last season. A little bit raw, a lot inexperienced, but I liked his skill set. 
And now that he's got some experience, I think Robbie Ashford is the quarterback to beat out over at Auburn. Got this kid out of uh, B.C. and Savannah, Holden Griner. You know about T.J. Finley, the big dude? He could play offensive tackle for him over there. He's so big. That's who Ashford's competing with to be QB1 at Auburn in 23. But I think Ashford, he's got this mobility and he's got the ability to stand in the pocket and throw it around. I think he's going to flourish in Hugh Freeze's offensive scheme. The versatile skill set that he brings to the table and the experience that he got during the 22 season and then taking over the quarterback-friendly system that Hugh Freeze runs, I think Robbie Ashford will be the quarterback at Auburn in the upcoming season. And that's my prediction. And there's your college football nugget. Robbie Ashford, look out. Really talented guy. You know, he didn't play a lot of high school football, uh, did not play a lot, at uh, obviously, at Oregon, transferred into Auburn, did some watching, finally got on the field, and I was impressed with the skill set. I think the experience and the scheme, he uh, will end up being the quarterback there at Auburn. All right, coming back on the other side, you've been waiting on it. In fact, you demanded it. The entertainment report. We're going to try to have a little more fun. And we'll do that next. Coming up on the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. show on the fan we're running fast man you know with that second hour dt i could probably fit in all these reads that i'm being asked to do too there's another reason there are seven and 42 minutes man it's almost the read show a lot of these days and speaking of the reads man your next chance to get registered to putt for the porsche Chuck and Chernoff coming up Tuesday, March 14th from 2 to 6 at the PGA Tour Superstore up in Kennesaw. So you stop on in for your chance to sink a putt to win a 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta. Now the one finalist is guaranteed to win a Breitling Avenger automatic stainless steel watch from Brown Company Jewelers. And all 16 grand prize qualifiers receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter valued at $300. Boy, those blue ones are pretty. Man, I, I could use one of those. And also, you're going to win a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. 
Putt for the Porsche brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta, Brown and Company Jewelers, and Mizuno. For more information, just go to sixeddythefan.com. All right, it's time for the entertainment report. You know, this thing went away for a little bit. But some of the listeners were demanding we bring this back. I think they just wanted to have a little more fun on the show. So here we go. Ja Morant facing gun charges. Recorded himself brandishing a gun with shades on in the club. Now, look, I don't know if he had the shades on, but he was in the club. club. (laughs) He was in the club, man. And he is not facing uh, gun charges as far as the police is concerned. It is penal. Now, the police are saying the images were concerning, but just not, not enough evidence. NBA still investigating, though, and Ja Morant still not on the court. It sounds like it could be a little while before we see Ja again. Ja was hanging out at Shotgun Willie's in Denver. Now, it doesn't seem unusual that at Shotgun Willie's you might, you know, have a weapon on you. You might be packing. It's not Pistol Willie's, though. Shotgun Willies in Denver. I can't say I've ever been there. I've been to Denver. I just hadn't been to Shotgun Willies. Uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a bachelor again. Checking out TMZ Sports, and they had the story. Is a Tiger uh, broke up with his girlfriend, Erica Herman. Now, they were living together for six years. And here's how it ended, reportedly. Some of Tiger's handlers. DT, do you have any handlers? I don't. I'm afraid not, Buck. Yeah, well, Tiger's got handlers. And they approached the living girlfriend of six years. And they told her that she needed to go on a short vacation, that Tiger wouldn't be coming along, to go pack up a suitcase... And they would take her to the airport. So that's what she did. She went and packed up, going on a little brief vacation alone. Now, when they got to the airport, reportedly the handlers told this woman that the locks have been changed at the house and she was not to go back. The tire was breaking up with her. I mean, that's just the way we roll here. And now she's suing Tiger for $30 million. Now, you know, these kids these days, they're breaking up on social media or maybe a text message. A lot of them are. But this takes the cake. All right, you're going on a vacation. My handler's taking you to the airport. When you get to the airport, they say, look, the real reason we needed to get you out of the house to change the locks, you and Tiger are breaking up. Come on, Tiger. That's lame, man. And uh, Calvin Ridley also in the news. Trevor Lawrence is happy. Got a a wide receiver, go-to wide receiver now to throw the ball to. There's some... NFL personnel guy saying that Calvin Ridley with the Jaguars is just going to be a steal. Absolute steal. Calvin admitted uh, 
What led to the gambling on NFL games was depression and anxiety are the two things that led him to gambling on NFL football. Says he's paid the price. He's seen the hate. A lot of that with the Falcons fan base. And he's ready to move on down in Jacksonville. There's your entertainment report today. Hope you liked it. Can't get over that Tiger story, though. Come on, Tiger. That's lame. All right, time for the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, Bucks Beat Podcast will drop tomorrow, and it will be a deep dive into the Georgia quarterback competition. Going to take a deep look into what Carson Beck's bringing to the table, what Brock Vandergriff has got going for him, and we'll take a look at Gunnar Stockton. Bulldog legendary quarterback David Green will be with me, and he will talk about his days with Mike Bobo. The new offensive coordinator, David, was a quarterback at Georgia when Mike Bobo was named the quarterback coach. So looking to get some good stories out of David Green. On Buck's Beat, that will be episode number 83. want to invite you to check out all of our show podcasts. Go to thepodcastpark.com. It is brought to you by Associated Credit Union. We'll dive into the Georgia quarterback competition. That will drop tomorrow. It's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you'll be back. We uh, go live from Bears Best Atlanta tomorrow, 10 to 11. Hope you'll join me then. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay. Thanks a lot, Buck. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words. It's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for Brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.